the other day. And then um, I, I watched it. I think I, I watched it Saturday, and I watched it last night, and I was like, I forgot how well it, it is. It's written. so you know, good. It is. That. It holds up as well. It holds up really well, considering it was really like, what two thousand eight. It does hold up really well. Anyway, um, welcome to a real talk. Of uh, yeah. real talk. Um, I feel like we didn't introduce it. Not, not talk, well no. enough. So I thought, no, it was like, it was at the end. So um, yeah. Um, this week we can hope yeah. to both hear us. Um, it it should be yeah a lot better. Yeah, it's basically just two guys who invest in film filmmaking. Uh, we'll talk about some films. We'll get a few bit guests on. Hopefully, eventually get people on yeah, in the yeah. industry who can uh, yeah. give us more of an insight. That'd be cool. Um, but we'll go in depth on films like we are today with Superbad. We've got Star Wars next Wednesday. We've got Star Wars yeah. prequels next Wednesday. Um, with Al Pacino guests. Saturday. Um, Al Pacino yeah. Saturday. I know what <laughs> I'm talking about. I was still stuck between Jack and Jill and The Godfather, and I'm like, do we want to? Do, do we want to? I mean, it's his birthday, yeah. so I feel like. Yeah. I mean, we can we can talk about. So I've gone. I've yeah, gone we can talk about a few films. Because, uh, you know. Yeah. Garface. Garface. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got plenty to talk about Saturday. Yeah. Um. I know. Um. But yeah, this is uh, we we we're just getting started, so um, things. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a slow start, hopefully. Uh, we'll but, um, but um, yeah, we should get better. And uh, any advice or th- things that we can yeah. maybe improve on? Instagram uh, page, no. Instagram on, on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, we've got Instagram now. We should have yeah, yeah. as well soon. I'll sort that out like later. Um, I'll put all the links in our Spotify and our podcasts and yeah, wherever you're watching it. Really, obviously, it's very well on here as well on yeah. Anchor. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll get right yeah. in. Um, this week we decided to yeah. talk about Superbad. Um, written when, um, written by a 16, 17 year old kid. Yeah, because obviously they start that, um, <laughs> um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg started writing it when they were much, much younger. Yeah. Like 16. And I, I think that is inc- it does it really, really work because you know it's 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 very it's very age accurate you know because that's that's what 16, 17 year old yeah. kids are like you know. I mean, like Seth, Seth, like he's obviously like they wrote yeah. about themselves. Which I yeah, think obviously really named after themselves um, as well. The characters. Yeah, 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 and I think. I mean, I look at it one way, and it's 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 one of those things where I think if it was even a couple of years off the mark, or didn't have, or they wrote it when they're older, it yeah, just I mean, be the same. Even like the the dialogue is. Yeah, because so you've got to think. I mean, when they wrote this and when they released this, it was one of Seth and Evan's first big things. It was like one of it was like one of their no. first big projects. I mean, Seth Rogen had been in. Um, stuff like I think Knocked Up was before Superbad and um, that was yeah yeah, and then you got 40 Year Old Virgin as well which was earlier and that 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 was they've all they've all they've all worked with each other like 
they are quite like prolific. Yeah, this is the end. Interview. Yeah, pineapple express. Um, some that some. Yeah. Some that shouldn't be talked yeah. about, like sausage, sausage party, <laughs> and uh, I think they did Green oh, Hornet man. as well. But um, yeah. Green Hornet, I don't hate as much as Green Lantern. Like I always say, like I, yeah, I, I mean Green Hornet. Green Hornet. I think the thing with Green Hornet is it can be fun, but it's got Christian yeah, yeah. as well, isn't and it? it's like. But when 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 you watch Green Lantern, it's like it's not enjoyable. Like I don't find Green Lantern enjoyable at all. Really, it's it's like it it was a pain to watch. I've never I've only ever seen Green Lantern once, and I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I think what interesting about that is it was directed by the same guy who did Goldeneye. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So he he's made great action films before, and it's just, no. it just didn't work. But, um, yeah, but Superman, like for me, it's 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 like this generation's version of American Pie. Yeah, I mean, Su- Superbad is like Superbad. I feel it's one of it's one of those films that it's like it's really really like it's realistic to the extent that. You could see that stuff yeah. happening to any teenage kid who wants to, you know, get a load of booze, lose their virginity, you know. And it's yeah, I mean, I I think it's really it is well really well structured. The way the way it plays out as well, it's like it's not it's not too like there's not too much. It's like you've got you've only got the two arcs in the film really that they show. You've got obviously yeah. um, McLovin with um, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, and then you've got, you know, Seth and Evan. And I think that it's just it's so well balanced as well between how much they show of the two sort of parts of the story. Yeah, I do, I'd agree with that. I really like. I, I, I forgot how many people were in this film actually because I remember. Like, I watched it like Saturday, it was really late. But then when I watched it yesterday, I was looking for it and I was like, oh, I mean, you've got um, like Bill Hayden, Bill Bill Hayden, Joe DeTrune. Yeah. Who else is in there? You've got um, uh, Emma Stone in yeah. as well. I forgot she was in it and I was yeah. like, oh. I, it's, it's just like, even the supporting characters though in this film are like top notch. It's like, yeah. like Bill, Bill Hayden's brilliant in this film. I mean, Bill, Bill Hayden's pretty fab in like he is like yeah I mean yeah, yeah. especially He's especially funny. watching like his Saturday Night Live stuff which is fantastic he is yeah. he is so funny and he's really good at it too I thought as well yeah. I didn't really like it too as a film but I like yeah I mean I never saw the one I saw um, I saw the first one and then never got around to yeah. seeing the second one and it's like I wasn't I was never too fussed because I'd seen the trailers and I thought it only looked like it looked okay. It was just too Yeah, long. yeah, I have heard that I've heard yeah. that said that it was it sort of dragged out a bit. Yeah. But when I was watching like like Superbad as well, which I really liked, is that and a lot of commoners, especially like Superbad, they feel like 
the collection of sketches. Like, I watched um, Dirty Grandpa's. If you haven't seen no, it, I haven't watch. seen it. It's the Jackass one, right? Don't bother. Um, no, that's... Oh, oh yeah. Gra- it's got oh, Robson in. Robson in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a collection of sketches yeah, together. Yeah. But none of the sketches yeah. really pay off. This what I like about Super Fun, I mean obviously you've got the like the dicks um, sketch Oh god, yeah. This, the sketches in there work yeah, so well. Because it Which Yeah, especially fun. it's like yeah, I kinda get that. With like every scene there's like it's it is almost like a different sketch. So you've got um like the bit in the cafeteria where, you know, he talks about drawing all the dicks and stuff. And then you've got, like, yeah. you know, the part where they're waiting for Fogel and they chase after, they chase after the woman. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they heard she got, that she got like, a tits enhanced or something. And then you've got, like, yeah. the stuff at the party that they go to with uh, Jolo Trujillo, however you say his name. Boy, oh, yeah, 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 and his wife. And it's and it's like it does. It fits. It all just fits so well. And narratively, it's like it's not complicated. It's not. It's not too fancy or anything. But it it all just works so well. I really like it. Cause it like with like uh, with other teen comedies, I feel like American Pie. Like there's, there's gags in there, and it's all about growing up. But you can tell that they wrote this, and it was like. This is just them growing. Like, it's like a love letter to their, to their it's like very yeah. personal to me. It's yeah, yeah. Personal. I mean, and yeah, si- similarly to American Pie, it's sort of that, you know, they want to lose their virginity before they go off and they go to college or whatever. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it, it's like they want to make the most of that time that they have left while they're still yeah. going to be, you know, talking to each other and stuff yeah. because... But I think, yeah, I think American Pie does that really well, as well. American Pie's great at that. I love it. But like with this, like it, I mean, it's caught, like the characters being called the name, yeah, the writers, like, yeah. It feels very autobiographical. Yeah. Which obviously, the writers of American Pie, the, the I think it was the brothers. Um, you can tell it was like there was it was there was parts everyone's personal experience, so there was definitely personal experience involved yeah. in the writers. But I think this feels very. Yeah. This very feels personal. very personal, where with, whereas with, like, with American Pie still being personal to that extent, it feels more generic. Yeah. But with yeah. this, it feels very, you know, it does feel very real. Very real, very, like, you, you can see, even, um, I think Jonah Hill and uh, Michael Sarah do, like, a really good job. Yeah. Jonah Hill, you can see Seth in... Yeah, yeah 100%. Character. Yeah. And the same with Evan as well. Like, I think what they did there was so... I think it's quite underrated in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, definitely. As it, it works. Look, I mean, Jonah Hill is so good. Jo- Jonah Hill is... He, he is, honestly... I don't think there's a performance of his where I look at it and I think that wasn't very good. I think he he is very underrated because he doesn't just do the funny stuff. No, Maniac, Maniac Netflix, Netflix, 
No, yeah, mate, it's there. still on there now, obviously. But he, yeah, he right. was brilliant in that again alongside Emma Stone. Um, he's he's good in stuff that I don't even like. The films on like he was in War Dogs, which I didn't love the film, but he was yeah, really good yeah, in he was re- he was really good in War Dogs. That, that's what I'm saying. He does he's able to do the more serious stuff and then obviously he branched out and he did yeah he directed and wrote i think mid 90s which yeah. is really good which i've watched recently because it was put on netflix in like the past couple of months and um he did yeah. wolf of wall street which he was brilliant in as well which is good for him as well he got to yeah, he right got to work it. with martin scorsese and if, if yeah, that's not a stamp of approval i don't know what is you know uh, obviously, yeah. uh, but again, I I do think like I want to see like has he got any comedy specials? I reckon he'd be great because like in this he's sudden moments of like rage like you know when the balloon gets yeah out. yeah and he starts get like I think that sudden moments of rage he does so well like it's almost I don't want to compare it to that and I don't think he gets so like the rage moments yeah I mean Adam Sandler is like the king of Back in his back, like, back uh, in the day, country. in Happy yeah. Gilmore, you know those yeah. rage. But I always, I always see that in like Seth when he's like, yeah, he just just kicks off like after like it's just it's yeah. Funny. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's 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 meant to be this like immature, you know, teenage comedy where you know he yeah. goes off on these monologues about how like he he hate, he hates that Becca girl because you know she she found his penis drawings and whatever oh, yeah. and it's, it's like drawings, it's yeah. such a it's such a petty petty thing to hate somebody about but it's like that's what makes it so funny yeah. because he, he he has like a vendetta against her and he hates her because yeah. she like exposed him because he was addicted to drawing to drawing dicks and it's just like <laughs> it, it is so funny when when you put it in that sort of perspective it's like that, that's what it is. It's it's, it's yeah. meant to be immature, you know. It's like they're they're teenagers. They're they're going to be petty about things like that. And I I, I will say um, the guy directs Greg Greg Matola who directs. Yeah, it, yeah. I do like the way it is directed. Yeah. Um, I like the way he he's very good at. I always call it like. It's more physical comedy, like the way he moves the camera. Yeah. In these sketches, like the, the dick sketches, I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. Like, close-ups are just hilarious. Like, I yeah. I do think he's very underrated with that. Um, he he did like two of my other favorite comedies, like Paul and Adventure. Yeah. Man. You know what? They're they're two very underrated films. I feel, especially yeah. when looking at Paul. It's like when you look at um, Simon Pegg. Nick Frost, it's like not many people look at Paul. A lot of people look at the Cornetto trilogy and they're like, Oh yeah, these yeah. are the films that he collided in together. But because Paul isn't tied into yeah. that, you know, people forget about it. And I think again with Seth Rogen yeah. in there. I think he's he's brilliant in that as well. Obviously his voice is Paul and then you've got yeah. people like Jason Bateman. Sigourney Weaver was in Paul as well. Oh yeah, yeah. She, I forgot about that. Because she only um, shows up in like the last like. Is it the cafe? Yeah. Is it? No, it's not the cafe. Is it? Yeah, it's the cafe. Yeah. Christian Wig as well, isn't it? Chris, Kristen Wig. Well, like, just Ruth. Yeah. 
it's a really good cast and I will say like in Superbad like I think that's what helps the sketches and I think he's one of the few directors who can actually do comedic sketches like, yeah well because that's what I find with a lot of like modern modern comedy I mean he did he did a lot of stuff on direct, uh, Arrested Development as well and Arrested, Arrested Development is absolutely brilliant yeah again with Jason Bateman Michael Cera is yeah. is one of the it's one of the better like modern sitcoms. I mean, have you, I like David Cross in it, and like I'd always forgive him for the album. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. because because of their rapid development. Because did you see what he said about them? Yeah, we talked about this um, last week where they yeah, were like, "Why did you yeah. do it?" And he's like, "Well, look at my house." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and. I, I mean, he's still. He's probably, I'd say, he's probably, if not the best director, probably working comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. It's like he doesn't. He hasn't really done anything for a while. Recent, but but okay. I mean, he did that. Um, the one with um, Zach um, Zach Gallif Gallif. I'm coming. Really, I'm not. I'm not Gallif and Ackerman. He did that. Keith. Yeah. Which is just. It, yeah, I remember. I remember watching that one night. That was quite a while ago. But yeah, it was all right. I really like Adventureland, though, as well. Adventureland. Adventureland. Adventureland is great. That that's really underrated. And again, it's got a big cast, and people don't really, people don't really talk about it. Like this is there's like a period I think with that. Like you've got Adventureland super bad. Yeah, yeah. And um, the sort of. It gave a lot of people like a stepping stone in their career. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, what what would you, what would you give Superbad out of ten? Um, de- definitely it? like a high eight, low nine. You know, it's. I'd get, I I think I'd give it a solid a, a solid eight, yeah solid eight. yeah it's it is it's it's never gonna be like it's not one of those films that's absolutely perfect in every aspect. You know. But yeah. it's it's like it's 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 a modern classic, you know. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. absolutely fine. It is absolutely fantastic. I really do. I really do. It's love a quintessential it. teen movie. Yeah, I mean, with with teen movies, you know, you've got to be. I think you've got to be careful because a lot, I think a lot of teen movies are played like really serious, and sometimes it ruins it a little bit. Yeah. And I like I like how with Superbad, it's not played seriously at all. Yeah, it, I, I do. I do it's like, like it, it, it takes a lot of like risk. Like it's very far. Yeah, it's like with with Bill Hader and Seth Rogen's characters. You know, it's yeah. like they, they they are meant to be like police officers, and it's like they just don't give a crap whatsoever. And it's like no, it, it's just so not serious. Like. It is. It is brilliant. It is really good. I like. I mean, I, I, I love the script for it. It's great. Um, all the sketches in the film, like obviously, I mean, it's structurally it's great, but the sketch, the comedy sketches in that always seem to work. They, they do. To me. It's it's one of those films that I laugh out loud every time I watch. Not yeah. not many films can do that, but that film is yeah. like I, I will laugh out loud every time I watch Superbad. Like. The characters are memorable and great. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the Seth Rogen and Bill Hader as the police officers, they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I think the film's arc and the structure is just, it's, it's such a, a well-written script considering, obviously, you know, they rewrote it later on when they were all yeah. but considering everything, like, it's so well-written. And it's because, um, it's like, it's because, you know, it's like, it's it, again, it's taken from their experience. It's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's that level of first-hand experiences that, yeah, add, that yeah, they just add to the film. Yeah, um, and I'd probably give it. I'd, I'd give it a strong out. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, I thought with um, we'd also talk about this week. Uh, everyone's you know in the house. Yeah. Uh, stuck in. Need something to binge watch. Binge watch. I mean, what? In term, in term, what shows would you say? Yeah. Um. In terms of T TV series, um. Across like the whole isolation period, while I'm like, while I'm working and stuff, I like to put on like very easy watching shows. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sitcoms and stuff. While I'm just while I'm like working and stuff, and um, well, the sitcom category, I've got quite a few to be fair as well. Yeah, I mean the the I've been there. the one the one that I've been well that I that I just finished like last night. Um, that I've had on during the um, during the period from the very start was How I Met Your Mother, and yeah. I I, re- I really like How I Met Your Mother because I've only seen a few episodes, but what I've seen is really good. Yeah, I think the the cat the casting in the show is really good at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think because you've got people like Neil Patrick Harris who is he's fantastic. Right. In in that show, I think. Did you see his? Did you see his speech at the um? Oh, what come what award show it was now? It's mm, hilarious. I'm not was sure. It the Tony Awards. I think we'll take the Tonys. I'm not it was, sure. It was, it's hilarious. All oh, right. No, I didn't. I didn't see it. And then you've got people like um, Jason Segal's in it. Yeah. But um. I think you meant you mentioned this last week as well. With, um, you've been rewatching Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things is like I'm. I've just I'm on the like I've put I've pulled it down for a few days because um I I, I finished um another sitcom that uh that seventy show. Yeah, um, ag- again that's that's one that I. Yeah, again that's one that I haven't actually um seen yet. That it, I really really like the show, but. It really fulfills the def- the definition where it just didn't end. Yeah. Early enough. I mean that the eighth season. Like anyone who's watched it will understand, but it's it's really poor. That there's a there's a there's a choice that happens. A, a person leaves the show, but it's one of those people that when they leave the show, it's it it completely ruins the whole dynamic of it, and they try and replace his character with with a, a new character and it just doesn't work at all yeah um mm. an, another one that i did um finish this was like very early on in the lockdown this was like first couple of weeks i um i finished parks and recreation yeah um I, it's the same writer as this book and i know yeah that. yeah i think i finished that for the second time and again that's that's one of those shows that i think is um that's probably one of the best sitcoms out there. I think. Yeah. Parts and Rack. 
Um, it's like, it's weird because one of the things that helps it work is that you wouldn't think that anybody wants to watch a TV show about a Parks and Recreation Department. <laughs> no, it's no. like, you, you, would, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't watch that show if it was, like, a serious show. It's like, you wouldn't watch it if it was, like, a, if it was yeah. an actual documentary. It's like, I don't think you'd watch okay. it. But, <laughs> but it is fantastic. I think... I think it does take a lot from like stuff like the office. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Ricky Gervais sort of prominence. It you can you can see the influence there. Yeah, and it, it really, I, it, I think it really does build on that. It's the same with Brooklyn Nine. Like they cover some really important topics as well, like some some really like tough topics to deal with, especially in, like some like a thirty minute sitcom. Yeah, and yeah. I don't like calling Parks and Rec or Brooklyn Nine Nine sitcom because although they are, they're not. They're like they're much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I de- definitely. I think because a lot of people, when you think sitcom, you think like kind of small, like smaller scale. Like yeah. it, it they do. They just feel like they're much bigger than that. And especially when you think of like some of the other sitcoms out there, it's like especially some of the older ones. It's like they don't really feel like that. You know what I mean, yeah, I will. I will I'll argue always what that Seinfeld. Seinfeld I'll always argue for. I do like. I, I've never really seen Seinfeld properly. It's like I've it's, I've seen like odd reruns and stuff. Yeah, it's. I think it's sometimes on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stuff like that. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime actually. Yeah. Um, but there are some like again, like you can see some influence in like Brooklyn Nine and Parks and Rec from that because. Like the comedy side, it's 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 a staple for the a great sitcom. yeah. Um, when you've got like iconic characters like the suit Nazi, suit Nazi, and I think that's where like Brooklyn and works really well. It's not just cardboard cut out characters; it makes you really care for these characters. Like one of the yeah. episodes is Moo Moo. Um, yeah, deal with racism with Terry. Like that's, yeah, that's hard hitting stuff for a twenty minute sitcom. for for a twenty minute. Oh, well. sitcom and it, it's not even that as well it's like um i can't remember what exactly happens but i know that um there's a th- when when they're discussing they're discussing that in the break room in in brooklyn yeah. and it's and it's either hitchcock or scully makes like a comment about it yeah and it's like if one of them's really confused about what's happened and it's like <laughs> They're, they're trying to like they they make they they they're able to sort of like try and lighten the mood as well as yeah the, the, dealing with that issue so well they do handle it so they do handle it very it's, well yeah. it's very it's very dynamic and it flows really well it's they don't they're not heavy-handed with anything no like no that. yeah i think it's that's so really with, important um, as well especially especially the with the episode yeah, but that the, bisexual, like it's another one that, that they handle really well. Yeah. Um, in terms of other shows as well, um, on Disney Plus, I've been um watching like odd ep- odd episodes of like The Simpsons. Yeah, The Simpsons. The Simpsons are good one if you got Disney Plus, like thirty seasons of that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's they get weaker. They get weaker, but they yeah, they like, they get worse. I I did watch. I I watched a couple that I thought looked interesting from the um like the newer series. Yeah. And I mean, 
yeah, they do get worse. I mean, the show's been on the air for like 30 years now. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's mental. I know I'm not groaning, but I really, really like, I'm one of the people that I'm a big Futurama fan, so I always want a Futurama to go on a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, again, that's another one where I've not seen everything, and it's like, I've seen yeah. odd bits. But um, I probably I really should like watch more of, yeah, definitely. Its ideas were, like, great, and I'd, it probably could have gone on a few more seasons longer. I didn't yeah. want to see, you know, The Simpsons The Simpsons is never going to go anywhere. That's fact. Like, it will never... I don't think The Simpsons will end in, in our lifetime, even, probably. No, I mean... 97th season. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's... they got, like, a 100-year contract with Fox. You know what? I, I did read somewhere that they had like a mental contract. But it's it's one of those things that's like how how much longer can you can you keep writing? It's like I I, I don't know, it's like cuz they they'd have to have for a 100 year contract you'd have to at least have like 24 episodes a season with like the 20 minute shows and it's like I don't know how you'd ever do it. One thing which I'm interested in is Matt Groening is involved in the show, like, a lot, because my thing with that is that with a writer, like, I, could, I can say this as right myself, when you're with a project too long, it, it you start to not love it as much. And yeah, I mean, I could definitely... It's hard, like... Yeah. Creative... I mean, I... there's so many, like, it's the same with, um, like a lot of sitcoms or even like TV shows, like, you have to stop at one point or even like yeah. spin-off shows, like it makes spin-off sense. Spin-off shows. So. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that happening because, I mean, when, when, when you're involved, I mean, for him, I'd say even after 10 series, you know, it, it yeah, starts to get, it starts to get tough because it's like, you've, yeah. you've got to be careful what, what you do with it because, you know, you've got to keep you've got to keep the viewership up while also updating it. Yeah. And it's, I'd, I'd imagine, I'd imagine that that's. Involved. I don't know. I'd, I'll have a look at that actually. Yeah, um, you mentioned spin-off shows as well. I don't know if you're a fan of Friends. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, obviously isn't. <laughs> um, but obviously, they did the uh, Joey spin-off show, which I think got yeah. two seasons. That, yeah, uh, and it, it it's one of the like fr- friends. A lot of people like not yeah. friends, but yeah. Person, personally, I've always been a fan of friends. I was you know brought up watching it and stuff. It was always I watched in my like, house when I, I was younger. Everyone seems to everyone. Also, um, running going back to Matt Groening, he's still creative writer with The Simpsons. Jesus Christ! So he so yeah. he has been. Writing for thirty years on The Simpsons, that that must be quite tough. I know, but I'm just gonna take a little break. I'm just gonna grab a drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. Sorry about that. (laughs) You right? Yeah. We'll, 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 put, we'll, put, we'll put an ad break in there, you know, our, our <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had some like, weird comments. 
cool music. <laughs> that, um, hope you all enjoyed. Um, that, that like the diva drums or something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, I was, I yeah, was well, thinking. You know, Joey. Yeah. I was um. I want to say that Matt LeBlanc actually likes Joey. Like he he wasn't like he wasn't actually like he looked back and he like he liked the episode of Joey. And I'm not sure how true that is, which is interesting because like usually when something backfires, they usually like this like yeah instantly. But I mean, I don't know. I think when when you look at Matt LeBlanc, I think he's very. He was very dedicated to the role. Yeah. And it's like, I think he likes being remembered for being Joey, because even when you look at what he's done since, I mean, he hasn't really done anything notable since Apart Friends. From <laughs> Apart UK. from Top Gear. Yeah, in the UK. Um, he also did... Did you ever see Episodes? No. What he... Yeah, he did the show called Episodes with um, Stephen Mangan. Yeah. And um, I, it, the woman that plays the mum in Friday Night Dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, but again, a lot, a lot of what is talked about in that show is Friends. And it's, and it's sort yeah. of like him being famous for Friends. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, I think but, the thing was is that, again, Friends worked so well because it was only like Joey only had like ten, two minutes in an episode, probably five minutes max screen time, usually. Yeah, and I mean, it's actually I think Honest Trailers did it where it's like, um, I can't remember. It was like a, they did a trailer for a film. It's like um, Joey was like jo- Joey's fun in small doses. That's the best thing to say about Joey. And then the yeah. episodes just became, I mean, it, the Joey one, just, it, it, I lost it. If he lost interest, because it, it worked yeah. the chemistry between him and Chandler and the, the chemistry of them all, it wasn't just Joey. And I think that's, that's why yeah. the spin-off Because you, you literally could have done a, a spin-off of any character of Friends. Like, obviously, Joey's well-remembered, but, I mean, even someone like Chandler or Ross, or yeah, Ross. yeah. I mean, Ross and Rachel might have actually worked better. <laughs> I mean, they are mentioned in Joey. I just did a bit of research, and it in the first episode of Joey, it mentions that Phoebe is pregnant, and Ross and Rachel have been married. And, yeah. But I mean, I think what yeah, I, I I agree with what you what you said there because when you look at Joey, he has great chemistry with the other characters. Yeah. It's like he has the great chemistry with Phoebe. He has the great chemistry with just him and Ross, just him and Chandler, just him and Monica. But then, and I think they did that weird Joey Rachel arc in Friends. I hate that arc so much. And I hate it so yeah. much. Like if I, if I ever go through and rewatch Friends, when you get to there, it's just, it's just not right. And it doesn't quite work. No. Is, is Friends, um, Friends is no longer on Netflix, is it? It is on Netflix. Is it still? Yeah, yeah. I thought they got I rid think of it. it. I don't know. I think it, it was it was still on there last time. Like, that was a while ago. Yeah. I'm looking at it because I, um, I know the license to have it was like 
ridiculous. Like the, the, it, it costs Netflix a lot of money to keep it on. Yeah, I think HBO have oh, bought yeah, out the Friends. Yeah, I know. I know HBO are doing that. Um, the reunion thing. Oh, are they? Yeah. Again, though. Yeah. Again, though, that I think that was a big money spin because I don't know if you saw that in between us one, like a year oh, ago. Yeah. That. Okay. That I, don't know, I don't know if they're like doing a. What is? I think like are they doing like a reunion episode? Like, is it? It's just this one was just a talk show. <laughs> yeah, again, it is just they're all. It's it's not like another episode of Friends or anything. It's just I think it is just them talking stuff, which is oh. why like because they friends. announced it and they they were like new friends <laughs> and everybody got really excited and then it was like. Okay, not new yeah. friends. It's new, new podcast with friends. <laughs> it, it's it's basically it's basically going to be an hour long they episode. Well, it, stop the confusion. Just call it light, light. You know the light, light night shows in America. Light, light night with friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They 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 should have done. <laughs> I think um, the the official title of the um, of the special is called the one where they got back together. Like, even that just signifies, e- like... E- yeah, even that in itself is kind of misleading, because it's, like... Okay, yeah. like, like, poor journalism will, like, jump on that right away, like, our new friend's episode, and everyone's yeah. going to be disappointed. And that, 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 that's exactly what happened, and it's, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you've got to be careful with, because, again... Okay. yeah, carry on. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you... Like in TV, the most important thing is trying to keep those ratings up. Yeah. And it's and it's like even though Friends hasn't been on the air for like over ten years, yeah. it's like HBO wherever this episode goes, they they still want the yeah. big ratings. And with doing stuff like that, it's like yeah, they'll they'll get the ratings, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, it'll it'll do fine and it, it'll it'll be good. Um, again, yeah, yeah. It sounds stupid. Like, I didn't really care about seeing in between us go around and talk about everything because it's so recent still. With friends, yeah. it's a bit different because it's more of like a nineties throwback. So yeah, that um, might have its advantage. Yeah, I mean, as well as well with the in between us. I mean, I don't think I want any more in between us. No. Especially after the films that kind of bombed because... You see, I've, I've always liked the first Inbetweeners film. I think, yeah, I think the first, the first Inbetweeners film is, is good. It's fine. It's, it, it, it's uh, not as good as the series, but for but, me it's fine. Like it's... Yeah, again, it is only fine. But it's, with, it's, with good. The... It's, it's a disposable comedy for when you're like, drunk or something with your friends. Yeah. You put it on or, yeah, you like, put it, it on as... so like, much more. But, background noise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. with the the second one, it's like for me, it's like nigh unwatchable. unwatchable. I just uh, yeah. really, really don't like the second in between us film. Yeah. But I haven't seen it in ages, and I, it's not remember. I don't remember it really. Yeah, it's it's not it's not memorable. I mean. Uh. 
I, I remember the... Because with the ending, it's like you've got Gilbert, Greg Davis' character, gets with Will's mum. Yeah. And then they just sort of drive off, and it's like, that's the end. Yeah. But it's like, I'm happy with that being the end, because, like, I don't know where else they could possibly go with it. No. And... Because it's like, they've grown up, and I'd rather just leave it there, because... Yeah, they're, Again, they're old. They're older now. Like it's, it's with with friends. Yeah, I think with me, it's. I want to see like they're already. I, I want to see what's happened to them in like midlife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's like with friends with friends as well. It's not like they were ever really young. No. It's like they were always old. Twenties, like the early thirties throughout the film. Yeah. They were they were always like in the workplace to an extent, and a lot of the drama is workplace related and stuff. And yeah. that probably isn't going to change too much. No. But interesting uh, stuff with friends is um, I really like Cannon. I, I really like Matthew Perry. Um, I think he's like I just I, I like I don't like a lot of like, the set like. The work he's done afterwards, apart from obviously one thing, like a Tell of Life seventeen again is the, the biggest great pleasure of all time. I will put that out there. You, you know what? <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh man, it's so uh, but, so bad, but so good at the same time. But yeah, I've, I I I know he was in it, and um, Zach yeah, it's, it's like one high of school musical period. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 one of those films that I just like never saw and it's like it's one of those films as well that I, re- I remember when it came out and <laughs> it's like but no I've, I've never I've never seen it but um, I think Matthew Perry is he's a re- he's really funny and he's a really good comedic yeah. actor but I mean I love him in um, like cameos he was in Fallout New Vegas because <laughs> of massive like Fallout fans yeah I know like I just yeah have, like I think that's just hilarious. It's just the funny. You play Danny in Fallout New Vegas, which is just funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think one of the biggest things that held Matthew Perry back, though, is like he has a lot of problems. Like he has the uh, addiction, and yeah, he doesn't remember filming like season four to six, was it? Yeah, I I, did, I read that a while ago, and he and he's like, yeah, I don't remember like filming. Yeah, like so many scenes of France and it and it's a shame because like you know I think you look at like the sort of middle of France and it's like especially like around season four it's, it's like just after the whole Monica Chandler thing yeah it's like sort of kicking off yeah it's peak, and it's though. like yeah and uh, yeah it's, it's a shame but I mean he's he's come out from either side of it so, so it's good news. yeah and obviously yeah, he's doing well again now. So may- maybe, you know, you might see Matthew Perry more stuff after this cool. friend special whenever they decide to air it. I'm not sure. One of the, one of the weirdest might. things right, from the friend's cast, which I just find, I don't know why, like, but um, have you seen a film called Run Fat Boy Run? With, yeah. Um, With Simon um, Pegg. Simon it was Pegg. directed by Jackie yeah. Schubert for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was like, some tech wise, I'll just you know direct it, but it's just he's there for some reason. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it was dark. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember what watching that film. It's also got um Hank Azaria yeah. in it, who was in Friends, played uh, David. It's got um, but <laughs> it's got uh, it's got a lot of the sea. Uh, it's got Denis Morandi from um, Shaun the Dead as well. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, the weirdest crossover film ever. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, it's not even that good, if I can remember. It's not great. It's it's not it's not it's not great. <laughs> but um, again, it's uh, none of the only the only one of the Friends cast that I think really did a lot of stuff after Friends was Jennifer yeah. Aniston. She, she did <laughs> and, some good stuff. She was in um. Oh, what was it now? What was she in? She was in the Dolly Parton film on Netflix. That was really good. I haven't seen it. Oh, what what was it? Oh, the, she was in um. Uh, what was it now? I need to find. I, I'm I'm finding this out now. I'm searching it. Um, yeah, yeah. It was Dolly Parton. Uh, dumpling, dumpling. I want to say it was. Oh um, right. Yeah, that was great. I really like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And she's in like she's in like a lot of funny comedies that I like, like Weather Millers that I find like really funny. Um, yeah, she 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 does a lot of those. Like again, she's she's a she's a rom com yeah. actor. She's she's doing she um, like serious roles that like really well. Like, um, I mean the the Dolly part of the dumpling, like it's it's it, it's quite good. She she was in this serious film as well. I caught I saw a few years ago, which wasn't great, but I really like Jennifer Aniston in it, and it's called Cake. All right, I haven't seen it. Like she she's. She's really good, but in it, the film like it wasn't great. Like yeah. the script wasn't great. It didn't really have any depth to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cause... good drama, and with her, yeah, just, well, seeing her as a, a dramatic act is great. And I, I kind of want to yeah. see more of that. I mean, that the the whole reason they cut Friends short is because um, she started getting. Offers for films coming in. Yeah, I think yeah. And um, yeah, she she was she was actually in um the Iron Giant as well. She she's a voice in the Iron Giant. Oh, is she? Yeah. I know that she um, she, uh, she she starred in uh she starred in the, the like the TV adaptation of Ferris Bueller for the nineties that was like panned horrifically, obviously. I I I didn't even know that existed. Oh, <laughs> so, I want to say I'm probably in that. I swear it's got like a it's it's not rated well at all. It's got thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You, <laughs> God, you know what? I actually kind of want to talk about Ferris Bueller because I I I watched it again this week. Yeah, and um, I just really love that film. Ferris Bueller's great. It John, is um John, John Hughes Fer- is, um, it's like peak. Yeah, I mean, I think I prefer. Yeah, I definitely. Think I prefer just about. I think I prefer Breakfast Club a little more. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of they're they're different, but they're the same. He's, they've got. He's all got. That, he's always got that like feel of um the the teen comedy feel. I'm yeah, yeah. pretty in pink. Yeah, again, I can imagine it's got that same. Uh... Yeah, I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. Um. But yeah, I've been watching. Um, I watched quite a few teen movies in the build up yeah. to this, like past week, because 
they are abundant. Like <laughs> they're absolutely yeah, everywhere. Everyone, they're, they're, they're easy to find, but that again, I don't think there's been a great apart from let's say eighth grade, ladybird. Um, eighth grade is um quite good. But Bo Burnham directing grade, that scene right in, in the that. Car. Just, oh, I hate that. Yeah. It's so well done. Yeah. I hate it. It's... Like, and, yeah. Um, I think he, he, he's great. To be, I really want... I can't wait to see what else he's doing. Cause it's great, like... So yeah. Good. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't find Bo Burnham until... A while. I was I was scrolling through um, Netflix. Yeah. And I, I decided to watch it because... It's like it was like a comedy spec, but he was like he's like singing yeah. and stuff, <laughs> and and he he's he's really talented. He's he's really funny. Yeah. Um. One of one of the better teen, uh, kind of a comedy, yeah. um, sort of a drama that I've that I've ever seen is the um the Edge of Seventeen. Edge of Seventeen. It's got um Haley Steinfeld in it. it. I've had really yeah. good things though. It's got um Woody House in it as well, and it is. It is superb. It is really, really, really well done. Oh, I, I might um, that out. It's, yeah, it's it's one of the um, it's one of the better teen movies I've seen. And then you've got stuff like Juno, Juno again, Juno's Michael Sarah. I think we talked about that last time. Juno's great. Juno's great. Yeah, we did. We talked we talked about Juno a little bit last time. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen. This is a bit of an older one. Say anything, John Cusack. Um. Um, that's very like. Um, I don't know if I have to be fair. Uh, again, that, think about John that's kind of like is uh, the interviews about um, well, the the no interviews of uh, Conner. You heard about that? All right, <laughs> he yeah. hates it so much. He refuses to interview about it. Yeah, I mean. Conair is <laughs> it's the best film of all time. It's uh, yeah, it is, it is, it's um, it's interesting. Is that the one with um that is it I own a sky? Isn't it? Yeah. The one with the real... Yeah. I think I've seen it, yeah. I haven't seen it in ages, but and he's... like the boom box outside the window. Yeah, 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 I've seen I've seen that. Yeah, that that's like it's very cheesy, you know, like it's made by the same guy who did like Jerry Boy and like the, the sky and everything, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, makes... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it's it... Um, I think there's, I think there's a certain charm, especially about teen movies like late eighties, early nineties. I think there's like a charm about them. Yeah, um, one one film that I did watch again the other day because <laughs> this this is probably one of my favourite films ever, and I don't I don't know if you can call it a teen movie. I'm I'm not sure if you can, but. It it kind of is. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus World. Scott Pilgrim is great. I'm so good. Like. It's very like, it... poor following. Like I saw it, um, I saw it before. It, like it obviously it bombed at the box office, but I saw it like just when it came out on um, like, um, yeah, Blu-ray, like and I watched it. I was like, oh, this is great. And then 
I'm so glad it's got yeah. a cult following now. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of people. Yeah, like you said, it bombed. Like people didn't, people didn't watch it, no. and it's a shame because, like, obviously, it was Edgar Wright's sort of passage into yeah, bigger things. You know, absolutely. that that was his that was his big Hollywood film. You know, and um, it's a, it's a shame that people didn't watch it when it first came out because it is absolutely fantastic. It's it is. It's one of my yeah. I don't think the favorite films, but like um, Edgar Wright's direction is so good, and I think the performance is great. Oh yeah, yeah. The direction, the editing in particular, are both re- really impressive. I think the writing is very. I'd like I'd like to call it kind of minimalistic yeah. to an extent. But it, it works really well, and there's some like really like cheesy one-liners in there and stuff. I think, but um, it, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's it really good. Should have like it for me. I don't think it. I don't think it still gets the praise it deserves. I I'd say it's probably if not. I say a baby driver side. It's, it's it's so well directed, and like all the stylistic choices work. It is so what it is. It's style over substance, but the style is so good that it it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, the the casting in particular is is brilliant. Obviously, Michael Cera is fantastic. The most underrated part part of that film is um, Kieran Culkin as Wallace. And obviously, Kieran Culkin was in, like, Home Alone, obviously, with Macaulay Culkin. And he played um, he played Fuller in Home Alone, but oh, he no. he is fantastic in Scott Pilgrim. He's in a TV show. Definitely a crime that he's not in. Uh, satire, um, and it's I've seen like one episode, and it's called All it's right. called The Secession. And uh, he's really good in that. All right. It's, I think it's won Golden Globes. And it's, it's great. It's a, it's an fact. Factoid. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely... I'll def- yeah, Succession. I'll definitely have to watch that. But uh, other things I'm watching, like TV shows. I think he was in... Um... Right, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in um, he was in Fargo as well. I think TV the uh, oh, TV show. I, I, I haven't think. seen Fargo the TV series. I've seen the film, and the film's great. Like Coen Brothers. I've seen the, the film. Great. Yeah, but I, yeah, I've not I've not seen the TV show because I I I thought it might ruin the film for me I've a little bit. It's really good though. Like, I've heard really good things. Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard apparently it's um really good. But like I, I knew it wouldn't quite do the film justice, so, so I never, yeah. I know I never watched it, but um, I might, I might have to give that a watch. One day, I think I might have to uh, give it. I'll, I'll give it a watch one day. But um, yeah, I think I think all of it's on Netflix. It's so, Netflix um, original, isn't it? I'm not sure if it's a Netflix original. I think it was. Um, um, I think it was done by like FX. I think. Oh. 
yeah. I'm watching uh, Breaking Bad because one of my favorite writers of all time and probably my biggest influence as a writer is Vince Gilligan, the guy who obviously wrote it. And um, I'm I'm just on the yeah. second season, like a couple of episodes in, and Breaking Bad is the best written, it's the best TV show of all time. No question, no doubt. It's yeah. Just, I, I messaged you earlier about it. I want, I, want, I want to do an episode that you need to watch, man. Yeah, I, I'm. It, it's one. It's one of those. It's one of those things I've been. I, I remember I watched the first episode yeah. like maybe a year ago now, and and it was one of those things that I always said that I was. Gonna I love the pilot. I really like the pilot. Come back to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of videos that I've seen on like screenwriting before. Yeah. A lot of them use the pilot but, as an example. I can't. And um, me some because like I don't see any, but it's so good. Like, the way it starts and everything, it's, I don't. It's a perfect pilot, or it's close to perfect as you can ever get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in terms of um, Vince Gilligan's right writing stuff, I've seen like a, a, um, some of like the X Files yeah. and that, and I know he wrote he wrote I quite know, a bit. Yeah, he, on he I can't remember what season he worked in the X Files, but. My um my favorite episode like a TV, um, which I do th- I do think is really really underrated. Um, it's 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 the spin-off show of Breaking Bad, and it's uh yeah oh, Better Call, Call Saul. And it's, um, I can't remember. What... It's a. It's, it's, I think it's about episode five, I want to think, of the third season. Um, and it's in, a, it's, it's, it's in a courtroom. And it's the, the best courtroom drama oh, right. I've ever seen. It's so good. It's, like, really? If I could write anything as good, a close... It nearly, if I get anything even near Vince Gilligan's, like, Breaking Bad or Beckle Storm, I'll be the happiest man alive. But it's so well written. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we talked we talked about writing quite a bit last week. We talked about um, Aaron Sorkin a bit last week. Yeah, again, Aaron Sorkin's great, but I think Vince Gilligan really yeah. is like my personal favorite because, like, obviously, like I was always inspired by like to like Tarantino because their own style, but Vince Gilligan's like realness, yeah, writing, yeah, and like the flow of the story is so yeah, good. yeah. I mean. Well, when it comes to writing, I think it's um, you look at a lot of different people when you look at screenwriting because everybody has that unique sort of yeah. writing style, and it's interesting to see what they do with it because, I mean, it depends how big scale you want to write. I mean, personally, if I was going to write a summer massive huge scale I'd look at somebody like Christopher Nolan because he he just knows how to write for that huge like like, again I I really I'm really meaning to see Dunkirk again because I haven't seen it in a while and like the scope of that and it's it's an epic film like there's no scale of it it's insane and I think he like again like one of the main criticisms was the lack of depth in the characters but 
it didn't need to be depth. It was just yeah. I mean, more, the film's the, the film's main character is the event itself. I think. Yeah, I mean, one of the most um, important things that I pick out of Dunkirk is that criticism. People say, "Okay, you've got these great actors in there, but the characters have no depth." And I think one thing that Christopher Nolan definitely looked at, or at least I'd hope, I hope he did this on purpose, and I'm not just saying it. But like one thing I would say is that Christopher Nolan did is the fact that when you're in war, you don't matter. And it is the fact that yeah, you are just a number. Definitely. And it's like that. And I, I, I hope I'm not just like going out and saying this. And I'd, I'd, I'd like to think he did this on purpose. But I'd like to think that's why he didn't develop the characters. The because there are a group of guys trying to get home. That's in, it. When, All you need to know. Yeah. And it's like... When when you're in war, you don't you don't need introductions. Yeah. You don't have depth. You are you are there to do one thing, and I think that's important. Another thing with um, Dunkirk is it's a short film for what for what it it's, it's for for a war epic it is. It, yeah, it's it it's it's quite yeah, short quite for is. for a big. Or okay, epic, so you, you've but, usually got like 150 minutes. Flat yeah, I think that, like minimum for like a massive epic war film. Yeah, exactly. And he manages to pull it off really well, considering it's like I think it's less than 100 right. minutes. So uh, he does pull that off really well. But Chris, Christopher Nolan, in general, is a brilliant writer. Yeah. Um. Well, one of my favourite films um, definitely is um, Inception. I think um, it is just absolutely fantastic, and it blows my mind every time I watch it. Everything about that film is just absolutely top-notch. I think the writing is brilliant. The cast is all-round yeah, fantastic. Is... Some absolutely... Again, like, he, he can draw that film. Like, it um, is like Leo, Tom Hardy, um, Joseph Gordon. Yeah, Joseph Gordon is brilliant. He... Yeah, it is such a. You've got Killian Murphy. You've got Alan Page. It is. Personally, I've always preferred like for me, Memento is his best film. Purely down to like, I like as like a writer. Yeah. Like again, I watch. Copies for me is Wet Hot American Summer, and I like it's so weird and experimental and I sort of I like how Memento experimented with it, it completely flipped around like narrative and story structure completely like that film that film requires rewatching yeah no I think what. yeah Memento is definitely one of those films that I had to watch a couple of times because you, you've got you've got to be able to wrap your head around it I think with it with Inception it's definitely a little bit more easy watching than Memento. Because, you know, as much as it's, as much as I wouldn't go as far to say it's self-explanatory, it does subtly explain it along the way. It's it's still, like, as a structure for a film, it's it's pretty straight. It's just the whole... Is concept, yeah. Concept. So the concept of the film is it's hard yeah. to grasp, but with Memento, it's you've got to grasp the story structure. 
Because you have no idea what's yeah. going on. You've you've got to, you've got to sit there, and you you've got to think about it properly. You've got you've got to, you've got to really think while watching Memento, and um, that isn't. I think that's really important. I think as much as much as when you watch a film, you want it to be a relaxed experience. I think it's definitely it. You know, I'd, I'd go as far to say it's fun when you've got yeah. to sit there and you've got. To, You've got to really think about. You've got I mean, to really think I, I about think film. With any art, you need to push it to its boundaries, and I think Chris Nolan does. I think Nolan is at his best. When yeah. He does that. Like, I, like again, I say, you know, I mean, I, I love like the, the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, I have issues with the Dark Knight Rises, and I like a lot of the films he did. Like, I think the yeah. again, like the way he tells the story, the whole um, the, the score with the, uh, the 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 time ticking. Like the, the stopwatch thing again, like it's just a new way yeah. of telling it. I think, like although it's, yeah, it's a, it's a straight flat out thing. I mean, you've just got the, the, the in the air uh, on the ground, and the way he the way he tells his stories, they're all told in such a unique way. Yeah, I mean, going going back to um, Dark Knight trilogy is it's very much a reimagining of. Batman because it's it's told in in a different way than any of the other it, Batman it films. Took superhero are. films and still made them like he still kept them as a superhero film, but but when you, yeah, it's like when when I watch The Dark Knight, it's, it's a crime like thriller. I I don't it is it is more of a and crime thriller. Yeah, does that so well. For and me. Like, he he he, he, t- he can just. The way he just gets like, a, a, like again, Dunkirk is a war epic. There's so many of them out there. There's so many of them. Yeah. To name, I mean, the sixes alone had about forty of them. But the way he tells it is that yeah. that's what makes it so memorable. I think. And... Yeah, he, he's he's able to tell it in such a different yeah. light. And I think I think that's really important in a um, in a screenwriter. But um, and it's like. I think the Dark Knight Rises is the only work of his that I I could go as far to say okay. that I'm not keen on. Yeah, I, I don't. The Dark Knight Rises, I watch it and I have issues, but I still think it's a well-made film. The only one which I, it's kind of it's kind of unfair to call it his weakest film. Yeah, because I think it's really interesting and it's his. I don't know if you've seen it. It's his yeah, first feet. And yeah, it's it's not a it's not perfect at all, but you can see. It's basically the same story as Memento, just not done as well. And I think that's probably his weakest film, but it's also, I think it's kind of his best film to watch because if you're like an aspiring filmmaker, you can see how you can watch Following and then the Memento, and then Memento, and then you can see how he's developed and evolved as a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've still, I, I really kind of, dislike myself for this because years on and I've still not seen Interstellar. Interstellar still has um, it, it's still has its problem to me, but I can always put I can always pull it past it because of, like I do really like Interstellar still. And yeah, I it's like I have really, really put off watching Interstellar and it's like I I'm really, really reluctant to watch it because it's like oh, I just I just feel like 
from what people have said, it seems quite messy. It is. It's not. I don't think. I think with the, the Chris and Ola, he takes risks when he writes, and I don't think you're always going to hit the mark. And for me, yeah, it also is a little long. Um, I don't think it's. No, yeah, it's not yeah, I've had that as well. His, and like, it's not. It's not clean. Of the films, but it's to me, yeah, it's, it's still risky, and it's one of my that I'm. I, I like it. I'd say I like it. I'd give it like I'd probably out of ten. I'd give it like a seven, seven point five. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those films where I've I've heard like more negative things than I've heard positive yeah. things. And it's like I wanna wa- I wanna watch it but it's like I don't I don't want to be like too disappointed by the outcome. But I think I'll i I'll definitely give it a watch yeah. at some point. Um but what well, but I think I think I think to be fair that'd be a good film marathon to uh, binge watch Chris and Olin film. Yeah. To, to binge watch yeah. it'd be a long one but I think yeah that, it'd definitely be um, definitely be pretty cool I mean what what have you been watching over like the past week um, then, in really, terms of films but uh, went there Wet Hot American Summer it gave a lot of people a start um, I mean even in the film alone I mean you've got uh, let, me just, let me just pull out calf. but like there's so many risks like there's a lot of sketches in there and it's completely stuck it's it's so out. Yeah. Like, a, basically, they go to town, and like they start like messing about, and um, it gets to the point where they start they go into like, drug dealers and buying like cocaine, and then go to like mess like go into like um crack dens and that and doing heroin. Like it's 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 it, it makes fun of the eighties yeah, yeah. comedy, but to a level where it's that stupid and that is yeah, that it's just hilarious. And I, I like that. I like the the stupidness and the just absolute like wildness of the idea. Like I can't even imagine writing it. Um, but you've got you've got. I mean, you, oh, the cast. I mean, the cast. Yeah. Like, you've got like Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper's in there. Um, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, yeah. She did. She's. I think she's in Charlie's Angels. Um, like Pitch Perfect, and she's in Spider Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've got Joe Trudio is in there as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just typing it in. Um, you've got um, oh, uh, the, the captain in um, uh, Ken Marino. You know the captain in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the, the stupid one. He's he's in it as well, and it yeah yeah it's yeah, got, yeah. It's got it's just that wild. Like, and as as a story itself, it's not great, and it's a film. It's like a lot of sketches put together, but it's it's just that wild. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of Monty, Monty Python's Flying Circus and Monty Python in general, that the sketches are just that out there. and that. Is... Yeah, yeah. Even when it didn't work, you kind of respected it still because it was just that hilariously just over the top. It's like, um, yeah. I've been real it's thin, like uh, obviously Breaking Bad um, a lot. A lot, um, and then yeah, I recently yeah. I rewatched Inglorious Bastards, um, which which was great. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love how well 
that's like the, the scene alone in the pub just blows me away every time I watch it. And um, yeah, carry on. I mean, yeah, I mean, over the past week, I, I'm one of those people that um, up, up, yeah. up until the past year, I've been buying DVDs and I never sort of started buying Blu-rays. So recently, my Blu-ray collection has grown yeah. by about 20 in the past two weeks. And it's like, I've, I've only just sort of started jumping on that. And um, oh, I, I watched 500 Days of Summer for the first time. Like, the other day, and um, yeah, it was really, that was really enjoyable. It's really, I mean, really good. Uh, I mean, that's, that's um, another one which I really like. Like, it's so well written. Like, it it tells such like a bland concept. Yeah, yeah. And like, it... yeah, it's it's like it is just like it's like boy meets girl, but it's like. It's unconventional yeah, I, I really in the like way that. it's told. But and Joseph Gordon Levitt. I, I do really enjoy that. Too funny. Joseph Gordon Levitt is um he he I feel like he's kind of underrated. I watched I watched yeah. Looper um again the other day as well, and I think he's really he's really good in Looper. Why is he with Looper? A bit of a different he's role for him, that, sort of. How with any time travel film apart from like Back to the Future, let's say. It's that there's, there's, too, yeah. there's so many plot holes that you just can't <laughs> yeah. help but have. But I really like. I think he's great. Like yeah. he even like I like his mannerisms. Like he copies Bruce Willis's mannerisms so well. I like as well. And um, it's it, yeah. Another thing with Looper as well. I th- I feel like it was a little bit. Um, too long. I think some of the stuff at the beginning of the film, in particular, yeah. could have been cut. Like it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff with like him in the in the club and stuff. And I feel I feel like some of it was a bit unneeded. Again, like I, I always liked it, but I never. I, yeah, I never. I, I think I've only seen it once, and I've never really ever wanted to go back and rewatch it. Paul Dano's in that film, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it's like yeah, I saw the yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, really I oh, I saw that. Um, I remember seeing that when it first when it like first came out, and I remember being like, "What?" And I was I was I was just like really confused by like the whole thing, and I had I had to watch it again because I was like. It was one of those films where I was kind of horrified, yeah. but I was like mesmerized. I was like, "This is a really, really, mm-hmm. really intriguing concept." And um, I, I, I did, I did like um, Swiss Army Man. Another film that I picked up that I haven't watched yet um, is Conjuring. The Conjuring. It's oh, on my yeah, watch list. Yeah, Conjuring. So James Wan is my favorite horror, like, my yeah. favorite horror horror director. The Conjuring Two is great, yeah. as well. and uh, I love Insidious uh, One. Yeah, uh, one, I, lo- I like Insidious One to and Three, to be fair. Um, but The Conjuring, like, hello, is so good. Yeah, Patrick Wilson's great in it, and um, Vera. Yeah, I mean, it was. Great. 
we 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 spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when you mentioned it, yeah, and right. I was like, "All right, I might, yeah, I might have to, I might have to get that and, and give it a watch." It and um, it only, it only just red. It only, yeah, it it only arrived a couple of days ago, and I haven't I haven't got around to um watching it yet, but I'm I'm quite really I'm quite interested. I'm quite intrigued. I'm just so angry about. It. The whole Conjuring universe has ruined it. Cause... Yeah, they've they've made like a lot of spin-off stuff. The thing about them wasn't too good. About the nun, yeah, right, I heard it ended. I was like, ah, oh, it's quite cool. Like they the made like a link back to the first Conjuring film, and I was like, ah, oh, quite yeah. cool. But the rest of it is just, I mean, there's some really great one-liners in there that we just me and my friends joked about for ages. Um, this one where. Yeah, I mean, because they, they did, like, the whole, like, Annabelle, Annabelle series I didn't like, I don't that I heard Carol. wasn't... Um, it's written by the same guy who did, like, Butterfly Effect 2 or something. It's, it's not good. It's not good. And All right. Annabelle 2 was... Yeah. Like, I, I didn't love it. Like, it still got its issues. And it's still, I think I remember it being a little too long, but it was a lot better than uh, the first Annabelle. Yeah. And then I don't even know where the series was at. First one. Another one. That's up, Karen. They 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 released one like fair like La, the ghost La, of La, 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 La I can't remember what it's called. La Lorna or or something. And I I heard that wasn't particularly Is great either. But um, if I'm correct. Is it? Yeah, I think so. But I thought I thought yeah. It's James one. I'm there. That's the big I'm question. there if James Wan. I'm, I'm not if sure. He's not, then I'm not there. The devil made me do it. Yeah, there is. There is. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> James Wan. No, James Wan's not there. Yeah. It's directed by the same guy <laughs> who did. The Curse of Miller. Oh. Oh. I don't think I want to sit through that. Yeah. I, yeah. He he wrote he wrote the um he wrote he wrote it the uh, new Conjuring movie, but he's not. He's uh, not on to direct it. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, I might like it. I'll like cure it because the Conjuring one and two was like I really like. It's they're both they're, they're both just fun to watch horror films. I mean, yeah, the, the guy that fun, just good scares. The the guy that is directing the um, new Conjuring film is the guy that directed uh, the Ghost of La Llorona. Uh, so, um, like, like I, yeah, I get like you know, they're trying to make as much as possible, and the whole cinematic universe thing is a thing, but yeah, but I, I feel I feel like after, after Marvel, yeah. everybody's doing it now, and I, I don't know, I feel like some, some, some things can just I mean, be left alone, it's like it's just. The the most weird is like the Conjuring one and two. Okay, yeah, Annabelle's still off, fine, cool. But the Conjuring one and two, like, it's it's a good double feature to watch, and they're so well made horror films. And it's you can sort of just if they want to just put that there, like, it's like oh, Conjuring one and two, that'd be it. Like that'd be his, that'd have been his staple. But the problem is, is that these start like the Conjuring three, the Nun, like it's it, it for me it's ruining the series because I really liked um. The whole um, the two like paranormal investigators, um, 
Patrick Wilson and uh, yeah, yeah, for me got a great and there's the whole the news and the whole all yeah. the spin-offs and are bad. They're, they're bad films. They're not even okay. They and they're just ruining the series completely. That yeah, I mean one one series that I think that also oh, yeah, kind of happened yeah. to was Cloverfield. Because obviously the original the original Cloverfield came out and you know oh, yeah. I, I enjoy Cloverfield. It's like I don't make a habit like I haven't made a habit of watching it. Like, I think I've seen it like two or three yeah, times. Really and it's like, like it. it's a film that I enjoy. But um, but then they made I, ten Cloverfield I, Lane. I, I like that, and it's. Again, yeah, it's a film that I like, but like, does it didn't necessarily no, no. necessarily have it to be linked just, to Cloverfield in any way? I don't think. And then they got the Cloverfield Paradox yeah. series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, and then it's like they've, which I I haven't seen, but again, I've heard that it had the same problem as Ten Cloverfield Lane, where yeah. it quite easily could have been a standalone film. But then they've just decided to yeah. slap the Cloverfield name on it, which no, I don't agree no. with at all. I don't think I've that's... I've heard it's um... not a very good film, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's not great. Like, at, least ten, at least 10 Cloverfield name was a really... Yeah, I've movie. heard it's like, not very good. great in that film. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well was um good in 10, 10 Cloverfield. Eh? But yeah, I think... You just got to be careful when you like overdo stuff because it's all right wanting to expand you see, with, with the MC, onto with the what MCU, you've made. The whole universe, ha- you can tell, okay, you know, they, they weren't expecting to be. Iron Man was great, but you can tell they had some, some form of plan of a universe if it went well. The problem with, I find, with the Conjuring yeah. and like, I think one, like one... That, they'll literally just chuck. But they had no plot. No one when James when the James when Conjuring came out, maybe yeah, no, a sequel like the Annabelle sequel that they had, or um, another sequel to Conjuring. Fair enough, but the spin-off films were just they were they were they were never a thing. No one even thought about them. Yeah, I th- I think one one of the things with the MCU as well, when you're looking at like the expansion. You you've got to think that um, the yeah. source material is already there, and I think that makes it a whole lot easier because you know they've they've got the source material, they've got the comics, and it's yeah. how they choose to sort of adapt that. And I think I think that's one of the things that I think made it a lot easier for the MCU was that yeah. all all they had to but... do was adapt, and obviously. There's amendments made and stuff, but yeah, they they already sort of had a guideline, and with other other things like conjuring, it's that sort of trial and error. It's like if we do this, is it going to work? The the ghost of Lillarona, whatever it was, they were low budget. They knew they were going to make loads of money from. Yeah, purely Um, cared about the money there. Yeah, purely there from like monetary gain, not make a good film yeah that it's looking it's looking to spin that profit 
the jump scares were just so textbook. Like, you knew exactly. Like, there was one where... I, 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 the one that just yeah. laughed the most was a person looks into a room, the camera pans back to them, and then they look ahead again, there's no one there. They turn around, there's no one there. And then it pans back to them, and the, the nun's behind her, like, a shoulder. And it's like... It's like a, a person yeah. looks into a room, and like, yeah. for some reason, they're, they're, the shot, they're, they're like the bottom right corner of the shot. And like, oh, what's all this? What's all this space on the left going to... Who's going to take up all yeah. that space? And it's like, it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you, you see it coming. Yeah, I mean, the ghost of Lularona was um, made That's for $9 million and it made over 120 at the... Uh, at the box office, and the the nun was um probably similar. I'm just I'm just checking now, but it it was probably sort of similar. Where well, kind of similar. Yeah, the nun was made for twenty two, but it made three hundred and sixty five. Yeah. Oh, sorry, at the, the box of office, Lula, not the ghost of Lularona. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't go and watch, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if I um if I get really into the conjuring, I might see, I might decide to just watch everything. Open it, but, open the dinner, like, I laugh openly at times. There's a few uh yeah a few uh one liners in there that yeah. are hilarious. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I think that there's a lot of films where you where you watch them and you just look at what happens and you and you laugh out loud because it's it's meant to be serious but you could well, I do you like, can't take it um, seriously at all. First, the, this is the only thing I like about the film is the way that done links back to the Conjuring. I really like that like a lot. So I was like, that's the only thing I was like, oh, okay, that's that's quite. I I'll give him I give him yeah. money, but ten points to Gryffindor for that. But everything else, don't bother. Skip to the last like three minutes and then you were like, oh well, that'd be cool thing. <laughs> But everything else, I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One one thing that I um also rewatched this week was Avatar because I was um scrolling through yeah. Disney Plus and it's on there, and it's it, yeah, and it and it and it had been it been a while since I'd seen it. It'd been a good like three, maybe four I years. I probably haven't seen it since like twenty. So I decided to. I've seen it in years, probably. Yeah, I, mean, I remember. I remember seeing it on release. So I remember my dad taught me to go and see it, and I remember being like, "Wow!" Because oh, obviously, big. I was quite a great small child. I was like seven. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's definitely not as good as I yeah it, 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 used it's to it's think not, it was. Look, Vision is great, but it's. Everything in, yeah, visually it's brilliant, but then when you take into account everything else, it does. You don't feel any like the human thing, and then like they can go into like the what you call it tanks and turn into them. There's a lack of emotional, yeah, it it just doesn't like, uh, yeah. It's just clones fighting because I don't care about them. They've got no human emotion at all. Like they're just machinery. And that's basically with the same avatar. It you don't feel yeah, any it emotion for them. They're just replaceable. 
Yeah, it, it, it just it falls really short and it's a shame because I thought it was I, I thought like it was a lot better than it was and it just isn't. And it and it is a shame because I I remember kinda liking the film. I and I, I don't I'm, hate it. I look like a four like, I kinda wanna get the four case blue out of it. I bet that look great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I mean yeah, because I've been thinking about getting a 4K yeah. um, Blu-ray player at some point, and I and I'm like, I would yeah. I would like to watch films in that <laughs> sort of quality. Is, I still buy a lot of DVDs. I'm quite but um, into like the Grindhouse, like Sony's Grindhouse, and a lot of them haven't imported yet to like Blu-ray or ever will because <laughs> they're not great films, but they're still like guilty pleasures and they're just fun to watch. Yeah. Like they're good with friends. Like I've got so many drinking games of like growing house films, and um, yeah, so it's it's never really like been. There's only like a few films visually that I would really want to see in 4K. The rest I'd rather go to cinema to see again. Like if I got a chance to see Avatar in the cinema again, I'd yeah, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, I mean. My my um my DVD collection. Yeah. I mean, I have hundreds of DVDs over over like years of like collecting them and stuff. But um, I've I've only yeah. recently started buying Blu-rays because um I got bought the yeah. uh, Lord of the Ring the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy on Blu-ray years ago, and. I I did just have them up until about maybe a year, two years ago. And then it was just like picking them up whenever yeah. and it's films that I think are gonna look quite good. Like I mean I have I have Blade Runner twenty forty nine and the original yeah. in Blu ray and they both look great. Yeah. Same with Inception. I mean I've got that on Blu ray and it looks great. Um Logan on Blu ray that so also maybe, looks quite nice. That. Yeah, I mean, I I, I rewatched Logan a couple of days ago, and it and it is like it's de- it's one of those films that I think I think yeah. I I appreciate it more now than I did when it came out. Like, I remember going to see it in cinema, and I was really impressed, especially considering obviously James yeah. Mangold had done the Wolverine before the Wolverine, Logan, yeah. and I wasn't that happy with the Wolverine. It's like. I, 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 yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that happy with it, and then to see Logan, it's like, it is yeah, the wolf, it is that. the Wolverine film that everybody Logan, wanted, it, it, and it, it is, it's, it's, it's so, it, it's what it's so gritty, should, yeah, and it's, it is brilliant. It, it, it's, it's what the X Men films should have been like. It's like if, if we, it's like. The the original X Men yeah. series is it's like they're kind of dark, but like if they were more like that, I would yeah. have been like I would have been so I've happy. Seen it. Have you seen it in black and because, white? Like um, Logan. I really like it in black and white. Yeah, yeah, the um, yeah, the Logan, the noir is yeah, it's um, really cool I'll, in black and white. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I'll probably get one to rewatch. I'll probably order it on Blu Ray. I actually don't own it on Blu Ray, so I'll probably pre order it. Uh, order it from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like I, 
I I have it on Blu-ray, and I was looking through like because I've got it's weird the way I display like my DVDs and Blu-ray. It's like I've got the ones that I display, yeah. and then I've got the ones that I like don't display, like that I don't have room mm. for, and that I keep behind the ones that I display. And I was going through some of the ones that I don't have room for the other day while oh, I was okay. reorganizing. And I found that I had it on DVD as well, <laughs> and it's like, I I don't remember buying the DVD. Oh. And yeah. I'm just wondering where it came from. I, I probably will watch that. I mean, obviously this week, you know, uh, with Al Pacino Saturday, what are you watching? Prepare, what are you watching? Um, Probably going to rewatch Godfather, I'm um, watch Jack Scarface, you know, all the big ones. Um, I, I might, they have it on, um, it's on Now it. TV. I, I might try I'm and what, it. I might I think, I try think I'm going to sit down for the one and... Uh, see, I don't know, because I'm one of those people, right, with The Godfather 3. I, I like parts of it. I don't love it at all, but I like parts of it. But I, Yeah. I, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. Yeah, Saturday, I mean... But, yeah, I, that's, that's my thoughts, like, basically on it. Yeah. Yeah, one of the, one of the big things with um, Godfather no, no, Part 3 is that no, it doesn't no. compare to the other two. <laughs> and it makes... It makes it hard for it to be a better film because <laughs> when you're coming off the back of those yeah. two films, I think it definitely yeah. makes it a lot harder for the third one. Definitely. Um, I think I saw that Now TV, um, I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard it's quite good. Uh, Now TV Ooh, have um, Carlito's Way that I haven't well, seen. If you haven't seen that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen Carlitos way yet, so I um oh, I'm probably going to yeah. give that a watch at um, some point as well. I see. I I want to. I'm going to rewatch Scarface, Godfather One and Two. I might watch the third one. I've got time. Um, yeah. And then, and then obviously, and then I, then it, then it's the prequel. Yeah. Next Wednesday. I'm going to rewatch them. Take it. I'm going to take notes though this time because I'm like. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not losing. Yeah. I'm not losing a Star Wars argument. Yeah. Yeah. I might. <laughs> See, um, it is going to be really interesting because um, yeah. my friend Daniel, who's guest starring next next Wednesday, he um he listened to our he, he listened to our podcast last week and he didn't like what we uh, he like the had to say about the prequels. You see, what's interesting is that <laughs> he, he does like the George, prequels, and he was he, um he 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 didn't like the prequels that much, but after yeah. watching the sequel, after watching the sequels, he likes the prequels now a lot more. So I think it's an interesting debate. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's like I don't like. Yeah, it is. It is going to be a bit of a um, heated one, I reckon, because he 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 um he picked he picked out of our line. He picked out our bit where I think I said some of the writing is questionable, and you said every word. <laughs> and he messaged me after that, and he was like, "What? What?" And I was like, "I oh, I can't man, believe he sticked up for those films." To be honest, but um. <laughs> Got, he what, does. Gonna it, it's going to be gonna very good. We're going to have a very good. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might just uh, no. I might just watch Attack of the that's Clones that's and pick out some of the worst lines. Oh, man. <laughs> that that whole film is just uh, a huge mistake. I mean, it's just. Like, oh. I like moments in like for me. Brendan said like this, there is some powerful moments for me like. The scene in Tatooine uh, at the end, when like obviously the exchange of when 
he hands like I, I like that scene. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, the exchange for Luke. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think though. I I don't think I could ever stick up. No. For Attack of the Clones, it's the cinematic equivalent <laughs> of an unplanned teenage pregnancy. That's, it's just, just it's it awful. It's just, it's, it's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Ah, oh, Attack yeah, of, Attack I, of the I, Clones I is the worst one. Isn't as long as I think. I think the Phantom Menace. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get we'll I get think, more into this next. Oh, uh, so. yeah, I. I, I um, we've got yeah, so we've got. We, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that next Wednesday. Uh, Saturday for his birthday. Uh, Ab- I know. Uh, Saturday. Uh, it's his birthday on Saturday. One's uh, uh, friend called George who uh, likes the prequel. Well, likes the prequels, but yeah, he, he he because of the sequels, he doesn't like any any. I think he likes Force Awakens, but he's just not a fan of the other two. Um, and obviously, we've got me who doesn't like the prequels. Um, like, well, likes likes moments, likes likes a very small amount, <laughs> like a tiny amount. Uh, it's like yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm 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 the same. I don't. I I I. There's some parts of. The prequels, where I'm like, okay, that's 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 fine, but um, a lot of a lot of it, I am, <laughs> I I hate a lot, and my friend Daniel is um, completely different. I mean, he is I mean, I mean, quite I mean, supportive of the prequels. Oh, yeah, that... Next Wednesday, next yeah, Wednesday might I mean, be along. Might so am I. To be honest, it gets to a point. Yeah, we. We we might we might split that up yeah. into several. We'll we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll we'll see if we can. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's keep that short. Today. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we're we yeah. we talked about we'll get, some we'll more stuff today, not just super bad, but um, it's, 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 we're still we're still learning. We're still learning. Yeah, I actually I. I, I so, I yeah, actually I have some notes for today's episode. Next Wednesday, I need to be on it. But, uh, yeah, ne- next yeah, Wednesday, I'm gonna have a um, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have the script of yeah, uh, Attack of the Clones in front of me. Uh, <laughs> One thing I was actually thinking about was just getting the script, reading through it, and highlighting every line that I hate. <laughs> I, I would be I would be terrible. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> just holding like a huge even, pad even of the, like even orange like paper. Heading, but, no, this scenario. is wrote it wrong. <laughs> you say that? Uh, no, that could have been better. Like the scroll, the scroll at the beginning. No, yeah, <laughs> that that could have been better. <laughs> that's the only that's the only positive thing about the trilogy is the score. I like the score. That's it. But uh... yeah, yeah. The um, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're actually. I'm I'm trying to think now if they're actually bad or they're actually okay written. Yeah, that's, follow us. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, link. link Link yep. to, to at Real Talk Insta. They're, they're, they're there somewhere. That's part of the fun you've got to find. Twitter page link, link, yeah, you'll be able to get to that. So that should be 
done there. Yeah, at, at some at yeah. some point we'll try and get this on like YouTube or something as well for people that don't okay, have might, Spotify yeah, subscriptions have or whatever. Yet, so fingers crossed, it, it should sound good. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it sounds it's, it's a lot a better than last week. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll see you on Saturday for uh, yeah, Al Pacino's Al Pacino and uh, Al Pacino. Yeah.